From time to time, we get in a story that deserves a bit more attention than we're able to give on our regular monthly episode. And here's one of those. A field report from Farmerama reporter Camille Williamson at Castello di Portentino, a small-scale sustainable vineyard in Italy. I am in, this is like central Tuscany, right? Central Tuscany, we are about to pick the grapes tomorrow to make some delicious wine. My name is Charlotte Horton. Um, I am uh, English, but I've been living in Italy for 26 years um, and discovered that I had an extraordinary passion for winemaking. I learned winemaking off the local people 25 years ago um, and that experience uh, has been informing the way that I make wine and I treat the vines ever since then. My name is Andy Bullard. My full name is Michael Andrew Bullard II. Today we took samples from each row uh, from the vineyards, the ones that we're going to harvest and just samples being one from the top, middle, and bottom about every 10 feet. And those were taken to some lab and were tested, I think for sugar content and such. And the results that came back, I heard were very good. It's a technique that's based on observation um, and really using very, very natural treatment of, of the vines and responding to the plants and the particular microclimate that we have. We have found a whole series of Etruscan winemaking stones down the valley which attest to a probably continuous tradition of winemaking for about 3,000 years. So I'm very proud to uh, be continuing that extremely important tradition. Next, we'll get the grapes from the vines. Tomorrow, we're supposed to be out there, ready to go at 7. Sun up, sun down. The Castello di Potentino has a very unique microclimate. We are in a valley under one of the highest mountains in Tuscany that used to be a volcano. So we have mixed volcanic soil. We have a lot of um, aquifers under the soil. And we have extreme changes in temperature, what they call diurnal um, temperature, so from day to night. So we have very hot, dry air coming in from the coast during the day, very cold air coming off the mountain at night. Now, these are perfect conditions for the growth of fruit. And in fact, this valley, which is known as the Golden Basin in the area, uh, the Concadoro, um, is very fertile and full of fruit trees, Olive trees, cherry trees, uh, apple, pear, all sorts of things, and obviously um, vine. We have um, three different varieties of grape in, in our vineyard. All three varieties are extremely sensitive to their particular environments. So they have a particular quality or um, a characteristic, but they very much reflect or mirror the microclimate, or the, what they call in France the terroir, of um, where they are. So I think plants um, 
definitely have an intelligence. Um, humans have a different type of intelligence and not able to recognise uh, the intelligence of plants, um, sadly. Uh, so plants often get quite badly treated. Um, and what I'm interested in is providing um, a very good situation for the plants because they will thrive and they will produce something that is natural. Um, it's sustainable. Um, and so that's also very important in how you consider what you're planting and where, is a sustainability not only uh, in uh, the sustainability of the plant's life, but also in the sustainability of the taste. I believe that you can actually taste um, in wines or food when they are produced from plants that are happy and sustainable in their own environment. So we don't um, add a lot of chemicals to the wine, we don't add a lot of fertilisers to the, to, to the soil, uh, and we don't irrigate. Um, these are things that will become less sustainable. Um, the use of pesticides and fungicides um, and treatments for plants um, in order to produce food or wine is becoming a, a really problematic issue. I think that people and plants should be where they can survive um, without making too, too much of an, an effort. Um, obviously we have a lot of young volunteers who come and uh, learn about how uh, we make wine. In the last month um, it's been a very busy time, we've been preparing the vines for harvest. Obviously then we've been actually making wine, so that involves picking the grapes and processing them in the winery. My name is Camilla and I'm staying in Portentino uh, for a few weeks. Uh, volunteering. Hi, my name is Santiago. I come from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Today was the first day of harvesting the, one of the grapes, the Pinot Noir. Well, we put the gloves on and cut the grapes without leaves, put them in crates. Um, and then we went through the vines with a tractor, stacking them all up in the tractor to then take them up to the back of the castle where they have all the winemaking machines and stuff. We were up pretty early at like 6am and had to be out on the fields. The moon was still up, which was lovely. It was quite, it was quite cool, but it was fun. There was about 16 of us doing it. They look pretty tasty, pretty ripe. I think it's gonna, it looks like it's going to be a good harvest. And then uh, we threw them all in, in a machine that de-steams the grapes. So from one end come, comes all the leaves and steam, uh, steams and stuff. And on the other end of the machine, uh, with a um, pressured hose, comes out all the grapes, the skin and the juices and everything. And it was, pretty, it was quite relieving to get out of the sun by that point. It was about 12.30. We did another hour in the vat, passing down a chain of these massive buckets of squashed grapes, and the smell was really strong. And on one side, you've got all of the barrels that just had wine in for like a year or so then on the other side you've got all these these huge empty vats which echo quite a lot and obviously I think they've been scrubbed down by um, people who are volunteering before us over the last like few months. Skins and juices go into big barrels of wood I don't know which wood really um, and apparently they stay there for two or three weeks where they ferment 
Uh, it's pretty. It's a very sweet smell. Uh, as you start messing up and grapes explode in your fingers and they get all over the place, your t-shirt and everything and you can smell the sweetness in the air, the, the sugar from the fruits. So we're all pretty pretty tired, our feet are pretty sore. Um, we've got a few more hours to do today and then I think we'll get out and finish the last few rows tomorrow morning. There's a bit of a deadline because as the sun goes up the grapes get too warm and then that's no good apparently. So you start quite slowly, taking your time with each bunch of grapes and then you start to sweat and you feel you have to hurry up. Uh, but it's good fun. After the fermentation process um, is over, um, all the volunteers have been helping to take the grape skins off the liquid. Um, the liquid is then racked off and put into barrels to, to age. We are stamping out the remaining juice left in the grape skins that have been fermenting over the past two weeks, I believe. Uh, Sarah is lucky enough to be in the, the thing stamping out. But uh, there's a massive tub on the floor with the pump and she's squeezing out all the juice. And then people are getting a bit, a bit uh, drunk off of the fumes in the vat from the fermenting grape skins. And then after this process, the grape skins will be used. Oh, the smell's overpowering. I mean, if you stick your head into the vat where all the remaining grape skins are, it's just alcohol, 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 and that's why you get a bit lightheaded very fast. Yeah, it's a very sweet smell. Leaving the bottles. Um, so I think generally uh, everyone who's been here has had quite a good understanding of how much work it takes to run a small business and a, as a small producer, um, especially if you're using no machinery. So most of the work is done um, by hand in the vineyards because it makes a difference to, to the plant. Uh, if you see plants that are picked by machines, uh, it's a very traumatic thing to, to see. Um, there's a technical reason why it's not good for the plants because it, it traumatises and damages um, the plants but it also damages the, the quality of the production because you can get grapes that are um, maybe hit or damaged um, and the juice will come out in, in uh, the back of the truck um, and that can mean that you can have um, fermentations, uncontrolled fermentations starting um, in places where you, you don't want that to happen. So it's actually, um, not only is it traumatic for the plant, but it's actually bad for the, for the production as well. Thanks to Charlotte, Andy, Santiago, Liam, Sarah and Caroline for their time. And extra special thanks to Camilla for her field report. The regular Farmerama will be back, as ever, on the third Sunday of the month.